section forty of the inheritance by susan edmonston ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume two chapter six il ne faut pas croire que la vie des chrétiens soit une vie de tristesse on ne quitte les plaisirs que pour d'autres plus grands pascal to the worldly mind there is always something depressing in the transition from grandeur to mediocrity this mrs st clair and her daughter experienced upon entering the simple dwelling of the miss blacks the one loved the pomps and the luxuries of high life the other its elegancies and refinements and both had lost their relish for the humbler sphere which they were now entering they were received by the sisters with an affection and tenderness which seemed to flow from a better source than mere worldly politeness there was an openness of character a calm sweet gentleness of manner which could not fail to please but there was at the same time a difference of tastes principles and pursuits betwixt them and their visitors which no courtesy of manner or cordiality of reception could entirely do away the miss blacks were no vain professors of that religion which all pretend to honour with their lips while with many their heart is far from it their time their talents their fortune their hearts were devoted to its service and in devoting the heart to god how various and comprehensive are the duties which it embraces different portions indeed had been assigned them but both were laborers in the same vineyard thousands at his bidding speed and post or land and ocean without rest they also serve who only stand and wait milton the word of god was the rule of their faith and practice they believed and they obeyed yet impressed as they were themselves with the importance of those divine truths they were aware that it is not by the mind but with the heart that man believeth unto salvation and they sought rather to make christianity loved and desired than to prove it by reasoning and disputation as the glories of the firmament are reflected in the placid bosom of some deep unruffled stream of the valley so did divine truth shine in them with a clear yet subdued light while that charity which vaunteth not itself is not easily provoked thinketh no evil was visible in the deportment of its votaries and shed an indescribable charm over the tone of their conversation without neglecting their own avocations or sacrificing their own pursuits they nevertheless endeavoured by every means in their power to render their house agreeable to their visitors and to promote if not mirth and revelry at least cheerfulness and amusement still there was something in her sisters with which mrs st clair could not assimilate she felt their faith and their practice a reproach to herself and she turned with aversion from their excellence as lucifer did from the sunbeams only because of their brightness thus it is with true christian piety which seldom fails to be an offence to some part of the world which denounces as zealots and fanatics all who rise above their own 
low standard it was otherwise with gertrude though not sufficiently enlightened to be above imbibing prejudices she was yet too liberal-minded and candid to retain them and she had not lived many days with her aunts ere she arrived at the conviction that all religious people are not necessarily fools hypocrites or bigots the unvarying mildness and gentleness of her aunts their charity to all their indulgence towards young people could not fail to gain her affections and though their sentiments were totally different from hers and what she deemed very out of the way still the fruits were so fair that she could not but apply to them pope's often misapplied maxim they can't be wrong whose life is in the right but it was a species of virtue gertrude felt no inclination to imitate all her ideas of virtue were those of imagination she loved to expatiate in thought on deeds of romantic sentimental excellence her money and her tears and her emotion were always ready to bestow but when she herself was brought into contact with real genuine human wretchedness she shrunk with horror and disgust from the encounter the dirtiness of the houses the coarseness of the people the ugliness of the children were all revolting to her fine-spun notions of the beauty of benevolence and she longed to discover some fair specimens of elegant woe some interesting vestiges of human calamity on whom to lavish the ardent sensibility of her warm and generous but unrenewed heart in short her religion was the religion of impulse and feeling and as has been finely said virtue requires habit and resolution of mind as well as delicacy of sentiment and unfortunately the former qualities are sometimes wanting where the latter is in the greatest perfection alas it is not in this world that charity assumes the fair and graceful form with which painting and sculpture in all the richness of their imagination have so often decked it although the miss blacks lived according to the worldly phrase out of the world they nevertheless had a society which even mrs st clair and her daughter felt it no degradation to mix in their doors were open to all for they practised hospitality towards all though their chosen friends were those whose faith and practice most closely resembled their own william leslie the innocent cause of gertrude's present disgrace was a frequent visitor and could not fail to make a favourable impression on her from his interesting appearance and the modesty and propriety of his manners from the delicacy of his features he looked even younger than he was and may be represented in the words of an ancient and somewhat quaint description as seeming much about twenty years of age brown hair tall of a sweet face and of a most neat composure she felt as much interest in the success of that attachment as the engrossing influence of her own would admit of her taking in any subject foreign to it but to the disquiets of absence was now added a sort of restless anxiety to receive renewed assurances of affection from her lover not that she doubted his fidelity or for a moment believed it could be shaken by any vicissitude of fortune that might befall her but still as she knew lord rossville had communicated to him what had passed it would have been gratifying to have been assured that his faith was unshaken 
she saw by the papers that his regiment was still in england perhaps then he meant to come himself and bear her through the storm to which her attachment to him had exposed her and day after day hour after hour gertrude waited till waiting degenerated into watching and watching turned into the sickness of hope deferred mrs st clair read what was passing in her daughter's mind and tried to take advantage of it by prevailing on her to renounce the man who at such a crisis could leave her in doubt but for a single moment as to the nature of his sentiments but tis long ere the young and generous heart can believe in anything so monstrous as the deceit of the object beloved and gertrude even while she felt the anxieties of doubt yet rejected almost with horror the idea of his unworthiness in vain did her aunts endeavour to lead her thoughts to better things or even to direct her mind to other sources of occupation gertrude under the influence of a wayward and domineering passion could listen only to its voice and the voice of the charmer charm it ever so wisely fell unheeded on her ear she felt almost provoked at their calmness and placidity as contrasted with her own uneasy thoughts and unsettled habits and she secretly sighed at the insipid monotony of her life End of section forty.